Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 43 of the Behind the Edge podcast. We got a special one for you guys today because we finally have a guest. And not only do we have a guest, but Vex is not here again. Woo. Um, <laughs> woo. Uh, as always, I'm Kai, joined with your co-hosts uh, Vex and Jake, but just the spirit of Vex today. And we have our guest, the wonderful Adam, otherwise known as AW Bladeworks on Instagram, and our wonderful friend on Discord. Uh, say hi, Adam. Hey, how's it going? Uh, he will be our guest today, and we're going to be talking about some of his experiences as a maker. Um, he's a wonderful friend and a wonderful maker, a wonderful person in general, and uh, we're very, very fortunate to have him on the podcast today. Um, also, this is our first guest in a while, so I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Do let us know what you guys think. So uh, without further ado, Adam, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, tell us a bit sure. about yourself well appreciate it i'm glad uh, you guys invited me to be here um yeah uh i i live uh in summerfield north carolina and uh i've been into knives for i'd say maybe you know f- about five years or so um you know i used knives when i was much younger but you know the swiss army knives stuff like that i didn't realize they were actually decent knives until you know i'd say about five years ago um and then i've been making knives for about three years and uh just really enjoying that process uh you know it gives me something to do from home uh get a little uh, time to myself and uh you know just really enjoying that and kind of you know improving each time i make one which is which is awesome and i guess that's a that's about it yeah and also uh on top of that adam is also a big knife collector um, he's got way too much nice stuff. Um, if you yeah, guys ever yeah. want to take a look, <laughs> take a look at his uh, his Instagram, and you'll you'll know what I mean. Uh, check him out at AW Bladeworks. You, <laughs> he's got everything from like Sharp by Design down to Emerson. <laughs> um, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Finally enough. got to add one of those to the collection. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I keep my uh, my two Instagram separate. So if you're looking for my knife making stuff, it's uh, AW Blade Works, and then uh, I keep my collection stuff on AW Blades. So I had that account um, first. Yep. So. Always cool. Follow him on both. Uh, show some support. He makes some wonderful. Fl- uh, <laughs> can't speak. Fixed blades. Uh, if you guys are into that kind of thing, um, go check him out. Uh, okay, on to the episode. We have one single email from our favorite knife masochist. Um, Mercon, uh, Jake can take it away because obviously Mercon loves his voice the most. Um, Jake, go ahead and read the email <laughs> and share your thoughts, please. Okay, Jake, I fucking you hate you, Mercon. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I'm just. I think he just had a stroke. <laughs> I feel like I'm arguing with a fucking stupid wall constantly. Okay, this is from Mercon, titled "Mercon's Hot Takes." Again, all right. Uh, he emailed in so he said all right here's some hot takes for you guys to talk about warncliffe is a dumb blade shape with no major advantages over a modified warncliffe slap sheep's foot i've never needed a perfectly flat blade where having some belly would be inconvenient however i've had many cases where a pure straight warncliffe was inconvenient really anything that isn't a piercing cut the idea that warncliffes are amazing for utility is stupid they're good as box cutters fell everywhere else where um, pretty much all blade shapes are honestly good box cutters um if you're making precise cuts, I found them useful. Otherwise, yeah, that's that's sounds about right to me. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, in general, that's probably the last blade shape that I would uh, 
by. It's nice to have a little bit of belly on there, but they have their purposes. I mean, it's you have less chance of stabbing yourself with the knife uh, tip, but you know, in, in general, I, I can see his complaints about. Yeah, you know. I I like myself. Uh, I don't love having a something with no belly. I think a bit of belly is fine. Like um, mostly warny, and then it, it comes up back to a sheep's foot. Like uh, that's my go-to. Uh, personally, I feel like that's probably the most useful because um, it depends what you're cutting as well. Because if you're cutting like I don't know a fucking watermelon every single day of your life, you gotta just um, you gotta get like that piercing tip and then you gotta pull down. But if you're slicing something else, obviously you you want something with a bit more belly. You're not gonna try to cut like I don't know fucking piece of meat with um, with a warning. That's just Ah, uh, it's not gonna work that well. So yeah, again, um, use case. So yeah, that very cold take Merc on very cold. Yeah, ice cold. You stupid okay, next. bastard. Next, <laughs> IKBS is stupid in the day of caged bearings. Honestly, there's no reason that when I disassemble a knife, I should be playing I fucking spy and struggling with tweezers to reassemble it. There's not a noticeable action difference. Agreed. Again, I don't. I don't think I own an Azure IKBS now. I. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever gonna fucking take IKBS apart. Like, um, oh, it's it's awful. Uh, yeah, I t- <laughs> I remember watching CRKT. Like, probably they're one of the only uh, one of their old videos actually from Ikoma Korth, uh, the guy who made IKBS, the Ikoma Korth bearing system. Like, uh, he he went and he was like, oh, it's actually not that hard to to disassemble and lubricate. And then you see him fucking <laughs> spend like five minutes on camera just pulling every single ball bearing out and then you count the number of bearings once uh he puts them back together and he lost one (laughs) (laughs) nice it's fucking awful that that's Um, the that's the tribute that you must pay every time you open an ikbs knife yeah i mean if if the founder does that like i mean yeah i'm 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 not gonna do that i probably i'll just blow some air out of it and then lube it up what do you think adam yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I've got a, a Thorborn uh, now that uh, has IKBS, but I probably won't take it apart. I've disassembled an IKBS before, so if you ever do take one apart, uh, do it inside like a large Ziploc bag yep. so you don't lose the uh, thing. But it's just too much trouble to deal with to get really absolutely no benefit yeah. from doing it. So, I, uh, Yeah. I think, the I most, think a lot of it is uh, just... Oh, sorry. No, 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 it's all good. You, you go ahead, Adam. I was just going to say, I think a lot of it uh, goes more on how the knife uh, is fit together. Uh, all yep. of the different types of bearings or washers or anything, you know, can work just as well as another. And that's the build quality is more important than, uh, you know, what you stick in there. That's the yeah, true exactly. hot take. Yeah, I, I think that just, like, read my mind because a, a lot of people argue, like, um, bearings over washers or washers over, like, IKBS. Um, but the truth is, like, you can make a really good uh, washer knife almost as good as a, a crappy bearing knife. You can or, even like, take yeah, really shitty Teflon washers, which are just inherently garbage and inferior to everything else, and make them okay. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you can you can turn something like that's supposed to be awful and make it kind of okay. Like, um, uh, Jason Guthrie. Like, I think... Have all of us tried one? Uh, Adam, have you tried a... a uh, yeah, I've, I've got one again. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, a couple of his knives. Again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, again. We got <laughs> lost and then it came back. Um, yeah, like 
uh, Jason Guthrie, uh, Bradley Murray's like they do they do really good Teflon, um, but I don't know. If, okay, so funny story. Like I guess it's a good a good transition. Like someone fucking took apart the the Teflon washers from the Bradley Murray Vector, and then they swapped it with the Benchmade Bug Out Phosphor Bronze washers. Why the fuck would you do that? E- e- because they were watching way too much Nick Shabazz. And Never once have I handled Teflon a knife and thought, is... oh, this would be better on another type of bearing. No, fucking leave it alone. If it works yeah. well, just leave it alone because you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. The the only thing I'd say aftermarket that I'm interested in trying is probably like skiffs because like skiffs are known to be I mean, like, I, I, very top tier. I put those in multiple knives. Those are exceptional. But yeah. yeah, like the conversion thing. I know a lot of people are into that. A lot of people in the Discord are into that. That's I've seen it go wrong a lot, and I just it's just not worth it to me personally. Mm. Yeah, for sure. If you're not yeah. like, uh, super into that, don't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, Adam. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say. I, I think in general, you know, if a knife comes and it has good action, you just leave yeah, it the way it is, or it at least give it you know a chance to break in. I think yeah, a lot yeah. of people jump jump the gun on uh trying to do modifications or you know take knives apart and swap things out before they you know give the knife a chance to yeah exactly uh, you know, right wear itself like, in so exactly if it ain't broke like <laughs> why try to fix it why, why try to make something better when it, you haven't even given it a chance to 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 like work itself in yeah um, now i do say that and i had a gavco that i immediately put uh skips in and then i've had a uh two uh uh, Nick Chuper knives, uh, MK1, and uh, the BBM that I All right. put skiffs in both of those. So nice. I think skiffs, I'm are, skiffs are the one exception. I've I've yeah. had skiffs in both my Roosevelts, and it, it makes a, a pretty vast difference, surprisingly. Hmm. Yeah, I would say on those, put them in immediately if you get the knife new. Um, if it's old and you take it apart and it's got you know a track worn from the original bearings, you might just want to stick with what you got because yeah. you could end up causing yeah. yourself problems down the road. But like, don't 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 take like just the material into 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 consideration because like it can be done really 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 well. Like our friend uh, Heat Loss from the Discord, he does like Teflon conversions and stuff like that, and he's really good at it. He's made a fucking Norseman on Teflon almost as drop shotty as on bearings. It's it's pretty wild actually. Um, but the thing is, you gotta be good at. Um, built quality you can't just do like the medford thing and stack six bearings uh, sorry six uh washers on top of each other and then just hope it works uh unfortunately so if it ain't broke don't try to fix it um so again very lukewarm take mercon yeah um, it was stupid moving on wasting my fucking time <laughs> all right next one m390 is pretty much the ideal knife steel it's very easy to get has good retention and is decent to sharpen Everything past this point becomes pretty niche, and we should celebrate that most knives these days are an M390 variant. You are fucking brain damaged. Adam and I are about to scream. I'm, I'm not <laughs> even going to fucking... Stuff. <laughs> okay, you guys go I... ahead. He's, he's pissing me off already. I'm uh, only halfway through Adam, this. Adam, go ahead. Adam's too nice. Uh, I'll rip into it after. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, M390 is probably one of my least favorite blade steels. Thank you. Uh, just... I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, it, it it works good for production stuff because it has a good name to it. You know, you get a decent heat treat and it holds an edge pretty good and it's very stainless. So, you know, that's about what they're looking for. But 
I mean, for me, I would I would much rather have you know, CTS XHP K three ninety, even something like ABL CPM one fifty four. I mean, I, I like those steels better. I don't really I don't really care for M three ninety, and you know they've got M three ninety eight now, and you know it's something else. You know, if you want a really stainless steel Vanex is a very good option, but I get the availability of it. So, but I don't know. I don't I don't particularly like M three ninety. I, I think the real question Mercon was trying to ask is what's better between M390, 20CV, and uh, CTS 204P? 204P because it's made in America. Because <laughs> Carpenter, <laughs> baby. No, uh, for those of you guys who didn't know, though, all, all three steels are they're all the fucking same. Um, I think the main issue with M390 is the fact that on a production level, it's very hard to make it decent. Um, you see a lot of companies like, especially because a lot of people focus so much on hardness, they don't really focus on um, the the maximum potential of the steel. And truth you is, get, you got to bump up potential. those heat treat numbers on that spec sheet, bud. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like um, people, people see like uh, I. Okay, I guess this comes into one of our main topics later. I'll bring it back up, but. Um, I don't really like it when people say like, "Oh yeah, it's it's an affordable steel and you can heat treat it well." Like if well, if I want a custom knife out of twenty CV or M three ninety, like, why can't you give it to me cheaper? Because I can get it from China for cheaper. And then they test it and then it's like fifty eight HRC and the grain structure is awful and all that. But the thing is, because so many people slap um, the the steel's name. They attribute the steel's name to, to how good it is, and that's just not how it works. Like, um, there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it, so there's a lot of variability. Um, and M390 is mediocre at best, I feel. Um, I don't hate it. I have a couple knives in M390. I think I have a um, Clark Gunstock in M390 that he custom heat treated. It's decent. But I wouldn't say it's spectacular by any means, you know. Like in terms of like ease of sharpening, well, yeah, like Adam said, CTS XHP, um, one of my favorite seals, uh, gets gets much sharper because of grain structure. Uh, in terms of like rust resistance, Vanex, uh, LC two hundred N, literally anything else, like um, as an all around steel would be much much better compared to M three ninety. The maximum potential of M three ninety is just it's just not that high, unfortunately. Um, as many people would like to believe. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, just one thing to it. comment on that is, uh, yeah, like you're saying, a, a, a lot of the times whenever you're dealing with these steels and companies or a person is machining the uh, blades, you can't really get um, the hardness that high. Like if you get over about 61, your tooling just can't deal with it. Exactly. So you pretty much have to account for the fact that whatever steel you're looking for, you want to find one that is good in that range, you know, that has... Um, uh, more or less can be machined, but holds a good edge. That's why I think like Nitro V or AEBL is a is a great steel for that purpose because you get that to about sixty one and it it does really good. Whereas you know M three ninety you kind of want it up to you know sixty three sixty four, yeah. Um, to get you know the the most out of it, but yeah, it's it's yeah. fine. I, that the that knife steel has just kind of become the the go to. But people like to simplify things and you know put them into easy to understand categories so yep, you want to exactly. know what what the best steel is and there there really isn't one it's it's kind of what are you using it for in the entire process and like you were saying of how maker, you treat it who, who the maker yeah. is and um like you know what what exactly are they doing with the steel 
Um, yeah. Because obviously you don't want M390s like at fucking like 40 HRC or something. Sorry. Uh, yeah, 40 HRC and like 40,000 BTE. Like <laughs> that's just not what it's yeah. going to do. You're you're nowhere scratching the the potential of uh, of the knife. Um, I right, Jake, you're you're free to rant now. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck to say to this, dude. I mean, <laughs> if you genuinely think M390 is an ideal knife steel, I, I can't help you. So much of the hype around knives today is, oh, it's it's fucking M390. It's M390, guys. It, it's better than, than every other knife out there. No, it's not. M390 is... My biggest problem is that it's a boring fucking steel that people charge a premium for it. I don't want M390 on another $300, $400 production knife. I don't want it anymore. I want something else. Anything else at this point. You know, I do own M390. I have M390 on uh, my Vector. I have a Clark coming in that's M390. So I I use it, but it's boring as shit. And it's... (laughs) It's to me. It's almost become a problem in the hobby, to where it's it's just a default go to thing, and I can't stand it. But. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very mid. I want to say. Um, to to add on to that, I just want to. I'll, I'll send a photo into the Discord. But uh, this is a photo of what's it called? Um, oh shit! Uh, this is a photo of our friend Bibbs's. Um, 20 CV. I don't know what this is. I think it's a PM2, maybe. Um, but this yeah. was the this was it after cutting. What did he cut? Again? A zip tie. He he cut a singular zip tie, and uh, it proceeded to chip horribly, uh, and not even like microchips. The the apex is just completely fucked. Um, it's. It's very mid. I would like to say, like it's good. It's good for for regular use because the truth is, like honestly, if people don't use your knives, like if we don't um, test them in any particular way, none of us are gonna realize anything uh, different about it. But if you're yeah. you're an enthusiast or or a maker, right? You obviously want to make the best possible product you can. Um, so. Uh, like Adam, do you do any M three ninety fixed blades? No. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's better steels out there that I use. Yeah, so. exactly, right? Like yeah. and and for for a better price and it's just not worth the hassle for Right. Yeah, that, for I I wouldn't want to pay a premium for that steel. Yeah, yeah, for for mediocrity, you know, you're getting yeah. you're, I don't we're not saying it's bad by any means, but it's it's very very okay. Um and I I don't know. I just don't like people acting like it's it's the steel supreme. It's um, you know, the best all around steel out there it's 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 the best okay steel out there uh based on the stats and just what it's made out of okay anyway uh very warm take i i, I rate that one like a six out of ten very warm uh Burkan. okay uh jake next <laughs> does he have anything else yeah this is gonna be the one that makes me go to his house and kick him in the fucking mouth um <laughs> spider crow wire clip is utter garbage and you're wrong if you like it it's wobbly and unergonomic compared to any decent milled clip okay motherfucker you shut your whore mouth <laughs> the spider crow wire clip um if if it's wobbly 
and unergonomic, then you probably have it on a shitty knife to start with. Uh, it's probably one of the more ergonomic clips that I've used on many Spyderco knives. It's deep carry. It looks very minimal for an office. I find it very, very good um, because it matches some of the pen clips that I have. And it it's simple. It, it works. It's a fucking bent piece of wire, and it's still one of the better clips out there. And the fact there's that, no sharp edges on it either. No, it's rounded. All of it's rounded. There's nothing to catch. Mm-hmm. There's the retention's damn near perfect on them. They're amazing. I love milled clips. Milled clips are probably one of my favorite. But the problem is, there's a lot of them that are fucking done wrong, and they just don't work. Whether it be for ergonomics or retention, or you know, a lot of people fuck up milled clips. Spyderco almost always does the wire clip properly okay i'll let you guys take over from here uh adam can go ahead i think um i mean i i think it's a good clip um aside from you know you could say that it doesn't look that nice which you know you can't really disagree with that but as far as just a basic clip you know it it works really well and it's something that keeps the cost of the knife down and i think a lot of people are interested in that i think um if i was going to recommend a production knife you can go with any Spyderco and you pretty much can't go wrong. Like those, they just make really good knives for, you know, as far as production companies go, I mean, their, their stuff is solid. So yeah, yeah, I've got nothing bad to say about a wire clip. The, the mill clip thing, um, there's really not a standard to how it should be done. So I think that's kind of what, you know, what Jake was saying, where you, you get some that are good and some that are terrible, you know, some have really good retention and some really don't. So, you know, at least with the wire clip, you know, that, the clip's going to work. So if you need to make sure that you get a knife that stays in your pocket, it's a good option. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I, I, I think the wire clip is damn near perfect because I, uh, I live in a country where like, obviously you don't want to be showing off, um, stuff that you're carrying. So, uh, the deep, I enjoy deep, deep carry and it's, it's actually really ergonomic. Like, um, other clips you kind of fumble with it a bit when you, you slide it in and out of your pocket, but um, the wire clip tends to just easy in, easy, easy out. So I I don't know. Like I've never had any issues with it. There was once maybe where uh, I had a fuck. What's it called? Spyderco makes this like dumbass uh, battle song pen, the Balio, I think that's what it's called. Um, but it's it's like a battle song pen looking thing, uh, and I just kind of bought it for fun and. Uh, it had a wire clip on it, and it was really flimsy because the whole thing's made of plastic. And there was once where it got stuck on a seatbelt, and so it bent out of place. But that was more my fault because, like, I was kind of fucking around with the clip a bit. Um, uh, and also the whole thing was made of plastic, and it's, it's like $15, so. The, uh, the other day I bent a milled clip. I bent the milled clip oh, on I my saw, Oz. Yeah. Oh, so no. it's not just that one. <laughs> can happen to any clip. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, if you fuck if you fuck with it enough, really, you, you could probably mess up any kind of clip. But if you want something deep and ergonomic, I I'd go with it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, the I really enjoy the the wire clip in general. It, it sits really deep. I I don't have anything to complain about. Like, I I don't know how someone could not like deep carry. Um, Except, I don't know, fucking... What was it called? Jim Skelton. There we go. Calling out Jim Skelton. Um, Is he still alive? In one of his... <laughs> I think he's still so. around. He's, he's still he's around. He's still kicking. He he posts the occasional... The occasional um, political meme. 
Mm. Uh, no comment. I would expect no but... less. <laughs> no comment. But, um, yeah, there was in one of his videos where he was like, milk clips are superior because, like, there's no reason to to have deep carry because everyone's going to know you're carrying a knife. Um, I, I, I have a, a counterpoint to that. I live in a country where people do not like knives. <laughs> so deep carry, the less you scare people, the better, you know. Um, but that's just my opinion because obviously I'm, I'm a bit of an outsider here. Um, but in general, honestly, there's nothing bad about it. Like with deep carry and with wires and shit. I, I find it hard to complain. Um, so a very hot take. Um, how, how much would you rate this one, Jake? Rate Mercon out of 10. <laughs> Rate him as a person out of ten, or, or just this? <laughs> Based on this question. Fucking zero. <laughs> Wasting my time with these see. fucking emails. I want all my emails. I mean, he flies helicopters, so like, I, I don't know if you can even go below seven. That's pretty badass. <laughs> I, I would, I would, uh, as far as the comment about people knowing you're carrying a knife, I would probably say that most people probably have no idea that yeah. knives even have pocket clips on them. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but. I, a wire clip would be less conspicuous, definitely yeah, yeah. in comparison. So, yeah, and then yeah. meanwhile, you have like Emerson, which is like shallow as fuck, and they have the the whole skull and um, the the Emerson wing logo and whatever. Um, yeah, I would I would say most people, it, it, whenever you would say I carry a knife, they would probably assume that it's like you know in a sheath on a belt buckle or some or on your uh, belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not carry. like you know in your pocket. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure, they they expect like boomer carry. So yeah, they don't. Mm -hmm. No one's fucking looking at your pockets. You're looking at other people's pockets, and you're weird for doing it. Okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're you're 100 right. Yeah, like, I, I can't think of a time that I am like going around looking at people's pockets. Yeah, what the true. fuck are you doing looking at people's? Yeah. <laughs> like pervert over The here, only man. times you look in someone's pockets is either a you're trying to mug them, or b you're trying to pull their pants down. Like I don't think there's any other time. <laughs> Why would you do that? Okay. Anyway, I told you wasn't on. a good person. All right, next one. <laughs> There's only two left. Thank God. Most knives Jesus. with flippers are better with thumb studs. Okay, I I agree. Thumb studs are superior to flippers in damn near every case. I dumb. I don't have an argument for this. I don't like flippers, but I I, I believe because Adam owns a decent amount of flippers. Do you, do you have an issue with the statement? Uh, as far as it having thumb studs in addition to a flipper? You know, it just says with thumb studs, so I guess you could take it either way. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think it's fine. No, I don't have an issue, but most of the flippers that I have are... Um, I mean, I've got that Thorburn, which, I mean, he makes probably one of the best flipping knife actions out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It depends on the knife, really. I don't think it hurts to have extra ways to open the knife, but... If it's designed properly, it's fine. Um, I would say that if it's a knife that has issues with like lock bar pressure and opening with a flipper tab, I mean that can completely kill a knife. So in that situation, you know, having thumb studs would, you know, help alleviate that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think it kind of just goes in waves. We're we're kind of on a uh, thumb stud uh, thing right now in the knife community, and yeah. Yeah. flipper tabs will probably come back pretty soon. Would be my guess. I hope not. Yeah. Just the way it goes. <laughs> Everyone wants to be a hipster in the knife community. Um, yeah. The the only issue I have with thumb studs is they're hard to sharpen. It's hard to sharpen with the thumb stud on because I, I freehand a lot. Yeah, that's your uh, first problem is you sharpen your yeah. own knives. <laughs> I, yeah, that hey, is a I, good point. It, <laughs> being able to take it off is pretty uh 
Yeah, it's pretty important, pretty important. for me. Yeah. So uh, being able to remove the, the thumb studs, obviously, is, is a big one for me. But I don't see an issue with flippers. They're boring, I guess, but there's nothing wrong with them. But uh, I think that the superior opening mechanism is the thumb disc. <laughs> because I either thumb disc or spidey hole... In my opinion, like if you have a spidey hole plus a flipper, I I don't see any complaints with that. Like I, I don't know why like the fuck you idea. put those two together. That makes <laughs> me so angry. Just leave it with a spidey hole. Don't. Oh my god. I don't know why that. Yeah. Spidey I... hole. What about a spidey hole front flipper? Like my my Unkowski coming. I mean, is a spidey hole front flipper. I, I feel like I would never use the front flipper on it, but I suppose it's less offensive because front flippers don't get in the way nearly as much. <laughs> Yeah, you get offended from from having the yeah 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 like I I, I get what you mean like um spidey yeah, hole it fucks with your ergos place. when you get a flipper tab there man oh yeah hundred percent but you know you you gotta have that guard for your fingers when you're knife fighting um well you got it too where whenever you uh disengage the blade you can you know oh, yeah, serve yeah, as a yeah. little stop on your finger I mean that's let, something let, too let's be honest here none of us do that like we we kind yeah. of let it fall on our fingernail. Yeah, and then it just kind of does its thing. Yeah, we all got I, fucked I up thumbs. <laughs> we all got fucked up thumbs. Like we got we got that uh, that lock bar disengagement thumb. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I don't really see a point of having uh like a big flipper. Maybe like minimal minimalist flipper or front front <sighs> can't speak. Uh, front flipper would be better for me at least. Um, this is my opinion. I I don't see the point of having more opening mechanisms if um. They don't add anything to the knife. Like, uh, let me check the Lion Steel TRE. Is that what's called the the rapid the rap something the the one where you can change um the flipper. You can take out the flipper. You can take out the thumb stud. You can take out like fucking everything on that knife. Yeah. Um, oh, I've uh, never seen that one. Yeah. Wait. Uh, I'll grab. Oh, the flipper tab comes off of mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everything comes off so it's it's like they they claimed it was modular so it's oh. a thumb disc flipper and a uh a thumb disc flipper and i think it comes with like i found a picture of it stud. that yeah. just seems like unnecessarily complicated exactly yeah. right like if you oh it's in 390 <laughs> of course it's it italian is. man come on baby. yeah Let's italian go. in 390 the M390 stands for... The M in the M390 stands for Mamma Mia. It's soft uh, as spaghetti noodles. <laughs> spaghetti noodle. <laughs> Heated in the in the pizza. Oh, oven. it's IKBS too, isn't it? Wonderful. It's yeah, expensive at least that's too. What it looks like. It's not cheap. It's 280 euro. Yeah. Hmm. Right. It's, it's not cheap by any means. Um, flipper, thumb stud, and basic versioni. Without additional devices, wonderful. I like the um, the idea that um, Rhea did with the uh, the jack. The jack, yeah, yeah, two, yeah. Well, whichever one had like the blade you could like physically take off of. Yeah, it. the jack two. Mm, that was kind of um, neat. I I, yeah. I think the idea behind that's pretty pretty cool. Mm. I didn't particularly like you know how many screws that knife had, but oh my god, yeah, um, <laughs> holy shit. But oh. the concept behind it's pretty cool. I mean, you could do some really really interesting blade steels but i yeah, think that's kind of like the um the surge slip joints that have the replaceable razor blades i think that's a yeah a really nice right. design as well yeah. you know yep, just yep. something different but as far as a knife that you change take out the flipper tab or just yep. add a thumb stud i don't know that seems kind of pointless to me yeah 
So this goes to like modularity, I guess. Like some people like it simple, some people like it fucking overly complicated for no yeah. reason. So well, uh, that's how the Vero ones are. You know, it's that that's the selling feature is you get all the different opening methods on. Yeah. It, so and those that knives are fucking terrible. Fuck Vero. <laughs> <laughs> Stickers coming soon, I, boys. Okay. Yep. So we're gonna <laughs> you're gonna turn that into your brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fuck Vero. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for for me, I, I think uh, the blade hole is the best. Oh yeah, um, I, I think uh, like Same. a fuller is un- underutilized. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good opening method that uh, you know people should look into more. The yeah. uh, the Rogers Q and Q plus um, that was probably one of the biggest surprise knives to me because I didn't realize that you could do a fuller that was that um, close to the uh, um, scales and actually have it where it flips open with the fuller pretty easily so that was kind of cool um studs work good if if the knife's tuned for it uh flipper tab even though i have some i think that's probably in general um unless the knife is just amazing action i I would not use a flipper tab if i had other opening methods available and front flipper is pretty decent but people tend to make the detents way too light on those which i mean i understand i understand why but in general i don't I prefer not to have knives that you can just do the little wrist flick down and have the blade open. That's just not, um, yeah. you know, my favorite. Yeah. Makes sense. Like, very fair points. Um, yeah, don't overcomplicate stuff, I guess. Just leave it as is sometimes. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest problem in the knife community. Everyone's trying to, you know, stand out, and they end up making things either too complicated or... Do blade shapes that logically don't really make sense for, uh, you know, daily cutting tasks. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I understand why, but I think there's a large void in um, just making a good, quality, simple design. And I think that's why Rogers is so popular. It's because he just makes, you know, yeah, interesting simple. stuff. But it's simple, right? It's like a utilitarian knife. And um, there's just not enough of those. I think that's why the Roosevelt's so popular, because it's... Very straightforward, but everything's done correctly on mm-hmm. it. So, yep. Speaking of, that's perfect transition, because Mercon thinks that Oz made a mistake moving from the ceramic ball lock face slash detent to the steel insert lock face with the ball detent. Mercon, you stupid bitch! I've had both of these. The new one's better. It's just, it's just better. It feels better. It sounds better. It's better. I can't comment. I like the. I've uh, never had a, a ruse. I I've tried um, uh, I think an older one. I don't think I've handled a newer one, but um, I like the uh the way that he did the ceramic ball where it contacted the lock face. I think that was a cool idea. Uh, but just in regards to how many knives he makes, it's much easier to remove an insert and replace it if you need to work on a knife versus trying to, you know, completely alter the lock face. There's not much you can do at that point. And then you also have to worry about, you know, with that much um, pressure on the ball, you know, contacting the lock face, it's probably eventually going to need to be replaced or, you know, you can have issues with it falling out or whatever. So yeah. I think the insert is smart for him. And, you know, I don't, I don't see how it could be any worse. Yeah, from a cost perspective, it makes sense. Like, why, what, like stuff wears down eventually. Same thing for the user, though. You know, if you send your knife in for warranty and it's going to take him significantly less time to swap out an insert than it is to try his best to remove that fucking ball you know yeah yeah, yeah you exactly. probably just need a new lock side yeah exactly and like 
worst come to worst, like he can just send you a replacement lock bar, uh, lock bar insert, and then you can just do it yourself. Um, I don't know. It depends on like warranty and all that, and I don't mess with that. But um, from the maker's perspective and the user perspective, I don't really see what the issue is because it's hard as fuck to get a, a tiny ass ball out of a, a lock face. Um, but again, that's just our opinion, and it's better yeah. than yours, Mercon. <laughs> Mercon's opinion is trash. And he signed and off with sticker. hugs and kisses, Murky. We love you too. You're coming soon. But you you're a fucking idiot. But we love you still. <laughs> we love you even if you are an idiot. You're our idiot. Alright, I need my okay. blood pressure to go down a little bit, so let's move on to the carries for today. Wonderful. Yep. Uh alrighty. Who's going first? Uh Adam, what are you carrying today? Sure. Well, you know, I had to uh shill for my boy Brian, so I'm carrying the Void XL. Motherfucker. Oh hell yeah. My favorite knife. Yep. Get yourself one if you can. I want one, but I'm poor. Are you gonna just 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 give me yours like on an extended loan for like 30, 40 years? Extended just let loan. you hang on yeah, to it. Just yeah. just for a little while. I hate that he stopped making them so quickly. Yeah, they didn't I think last he only made like two dozen of them. Was yeah, that was XL. Yeah. 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 I like the. Uh, we, we were kind of talking about the um, the production version earlier, but yeah, the. Uh, the XL is, I mean, to me, if I only could keep one knife, that's probably the, the one I would keep around just for, you know, the design and just how useful the blade shape is and, you know, having the the opening hole. So all around, it's to me, it's the perfect knife, but to each their own. Yeah, I I see how some people could complain that, like, the, the Void wasn't as popular because it, I, I think it branched out a bit from uh, Brian Nadeau's, uh usual design language because he used to make like very very slim very like aggressive looking um looking blades like the hurricane the typhoon and then the void is is like the little chubby brother um but i don't think that's necessarily a problem you know he, he was trying something different so um i think yeah I, I i think uh w w what the main issue is for uh the void was just the uh the, the shape of the handle just didn't work for a lot of people because it yeah. tapers out at the end and then yeah. uh one of the, the best things about um, his other designs were the flipper tabs actually pushed forward the way it's curved. So yeah, right. you get the full full length of the handle. And on the Void, it actually is set back into the handle some when, it, when it's open. So you lose a little bit of the grip. And I think, honestly, that's what made the difference. So the uh, the Apex that should be out, I mean, well, based on Riot, maybe we'll see it sometime in the next decade. Riot, um, oh, please. Those, uh, those should be uh, much better. In comparison, so yeah, looking forward to just seeing how that one turns out. Yeah, for sure. Um, if Riot ever, ever finally finishes their production runs for certain things, one day. Um, yeah, they're just like so much better than everybody else. I mean, I can't blame. Yeah, they are. People for wanting to go with them, so it's just something 100%. to deal with. I mean, I think we were at like a couple years ago, maybe like four month wait time, and now it's like eight months if you're lucky. Yeah. So. And it completely makes sense as well. It's 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 not like, um, it's not super surprising because you know they they are like, um, the top tier of uh, what's it called like Chinese manufacturers. Uh, and nothing wrong with that. I, you know, props to them. But you guys just gotta wait a bit longer. So yeah. Speaking of which, that that reminded me uh, of news we can follow up with uh, before the main topic. But uh, anyway, uh, Jake, what are you carrying today? 
I am carrying my Gooseworks folder. Um, Hand them I, over. I wish this thing had a fucking name, but that that's that's all it's, it's called. It's just called the Gooseworks folder. Yeah, if you if you if you look it up, it's literally. Yeah, I I know it is. It's but I I don't know why, but it is. Um, I really like this knife though. I've been carrying the hell out of it since I've got it. Mm. It's I don't know why, but it's just just really good. Just really enjoy it. It's. It's CPM 154 as well, yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, it looks it looks very simple and very clean. It's it's almost a bit reminiscent of a I want to say a Terzuola. Yeah. A um. Uh, yeah, it does have that look. Yeah. Yeah, and Kosi Terzuola vibe. Yeah, it's it's basically like Terzuola and Chris Reeve Super fucked and had a baby, yeah. and this is it. It's actually extremely close in size to the large Sabenza as well, but with better ergonomics, Yo. in my opinion. Mm. Um. And this amazing thumb disc, and it's on bearing, so it's better than the uh, Sabenza's shitty washers. <laughs> oh, it's on bearings. Yeah, Wild. I looked it up. It says Resco Instruments makes it. Is that like a small company? Or? They make uh, they make watches. So oh, okay. Got it's it. um, I don't know how it works, but some of them are branded Resco. Some of them are branded Gooseworks. Um, because the they're fuck? they're made by a guy I think who works for Resco. What the if you fuck buy them, if you buy them from Resco, they're branded Resco. But if you buy them from his Instagram page, like I did, you get the sweet Gooseworks logo and it says Gooseworks on the clip. And I just I just like all the times it says Goose, so this is the one I got. Ah, the guy's from nice Coronado, Coronado, CA. Coronado? I have no idea where that is. You guys are the ones that live in the... No, I don't know shit about California. That's like I a fucking another country to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but interesting. The the guy is... Yeah, it's, it's interesting to say the least. He's a small maker. Um, also, he calls the place Gooseworks Arena. Yes, he does, and I, I don't know why. It actually... Um, <laughs> let me see if I can find it. He doesn't have books. Uh, he does, like, five what's it called like five knives at a time for drops his last drop was six weeks ago i think yeah you got um, you gotta be quick <laughs> how much yeah. what do they retail for like 300 bucks uh 350 400? i think 350? 350 okay yeah. yo 350 400 that's not bad the only issue i had with it which luckily i i was able to fix it but if you're not prepared to fix it this could be a massive deal breaker for you so it's a um it's titanium scales but it's an inset steel uh lock like a mm-hmm. kind of like a liner lock, I guess, kind of sort of. Anyway, um, it had a massive burr on the fucking lock face. Oh no! Oh, yeah. so the lock stick was bad. So I took a piece of um, I actually took took a nail file to it. <laughs> and, uh, oh my god! It's, it's perfect now. I just knocked it down a little bit, but oh my god! Other than that, it's been fantastic. But that is. Jesus that's a massive Christ. fucking thing i thought i'd mention if any of you were looking yeah. at them just be ready for that but otherwise it's fit and finish is great on it but that was a huge oversight yeah i'd say 100 percent. that's just like machining issues like hopefully it irons them out as he goes because uh jesus when did he start making stuff uh no back in i don't know like 20 oh wow he's not he's not new by any means like uh christ maybe 2019 ish uh maybe slightly before yeah about 2019 ish that's when he started um so yeah hopefully he works out the kinks and um he 
he gets to make a little bit more a little bit more professional stuff you know tiny tip um, for you guys if anyone's wanting one of these currently resco is yeah. having 15 percent off their whole website so if you add one of these gooseworks folders to your car you can pick it up for 297.50 so are they for sale already they're they're listed on the website i don't know if you have to wait for them to make them or what but um, it doesn't have books 50 dollars so off it does say resco fuck i might be tempted okay uh we gotta stop <laughs> oh, this god uh, okay <laughs> Look It'd be nice to see him do a titanium uh, inset. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't mind this steel. I thought I would, but but yeah, it's it, it would be nice if it were all tie. Yeah, sounds like it would be. Holy shit! That I mean, I guess as long as it's working fine, it doesn't really make too much of a difference. But yeah, if again, if it's not broke, don't fix. Uh, nothing to fix there. But yeah, I'm I'm interested in. in holy shit! They have carbon fiber shades. Crazy. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to check them out, uh, check out Resco or uh, Gooseworks. Um, kind of interesting. Uh, what do you got, As Kai? for me, I am carrying the JDVD Gold, which I stole from Vex, uh, who's not here, unfortunately. But shout out to him for giving me a good deal on it because he had the nice buy steel. A new gun. <laughs> nice steel. Uh, it's it's all right, I think. Um, Just all right? It's pretty good, but it got... It got lost in shipping for a bit. Oh, like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> for me. Yeah, so Vex forgot to give me tracking, and then he threw away the tracking slip. Bro, what the and fuck? Then, <laughs> and then Stupid the, the whole thing with my reshipper, the whole thing with my reshipper is that, like, um, apparently the guys in there, if you've ever worked in a packing facility, like, you're lazy as fuck, because if something's, like, you don't have, like, so you basically have people hunting for, for tracking numbers, right? Like, off the shelves. And if you don't have a tracking number, they just kind of leave it there and they say they couldn't find it. You, they won't even try. Uh, that's what I did, at least, when I was working for a reshipper. Um, anyway, That's fucking so, awful. You know, this is probably just karma for you. Yeah, no, look, like, because uh-huh. I, I don't know how it works on the U.S. side, but, like, the way I did it was you get paid per package. So there's no point, like, searching, like, six or seven shelves. You just report it as missing. And then someone else will take over. But the thing is, your bosses don't take over either. They don't give it enough of a shit. So, uh, anyway, long story short, it took me a month to, to get the gold. Um, it got to me safe. Uh, I got $100 for inconvenience, which is quite nice. Uh, Vex used my money to buy a gun. He has not fired a single shot out of his gun. <laughs> it's fucking wild. He lives in like the um, middle of the fucking mountains. He should be able to... To shoot whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, he, he wants. was so hyped for it as well. I, I, because I thought, I thought he was buying it because like he really wanted to bring it down range. No, in, in America, people just like to own guns. They don't like to shoot them. Yeah, ammo yeah, is he... just too expensive to shoot. Could be. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like over a dollar a bullet. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, so he got he got a new gun and he still hasn't shot it. And uh, so yeah, I, it. <laughs> I lost the package. It came back to me because um, I asked Vex for tracking, and he had to go ask his um, what's it called his uh, post office. And then it took about a month to get to me. It's it's not awful, just longer than usual. And then and then he still hasn't shot his gun. So I I guess my money went to good use because he just kind of looks at it once in a while. I was like, ah, yes. That sounds like Vex. Yeah, it really is. Like, have you seen his fucking like jacket? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's wild. He, my man wears aluminum foil. Um, for those of you guys who want to see pics of, of Vex's jacket, jacket uh, follow him on Instagram. Uh, it's literally his profile picture. It's wild. Um, okay. Uh, shall... Oh, wait. Uh, quick news update because I forgot about the news update from the previous topic. Because uh, right after we dropped that episode, we had a news update regarding one of the main topics, which was uh, Fat Carbon is now making uh, the inlays for the Mini Tempest from Sharp by Design. And uh, Brian Nadeau managed to talk them the what's called the production facility into making some custom carbon fiber so there's extra color in it because a lot of people were worried that the blue marvel was going to be much more i don't know there'll be much more depth in the color compared to the fat carbon but um that's a non-issue anymore i guess because he managed to convince them to add more color into the cf so i just no that's them. sweet i didn't know that oh yeah wait I'll, I'll grab a picture like so the the gold dark matter as well um uh, yeah, I saw the gold. That that looked amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so uh, the the blue custom. the blue and the uh, purple. I haven't uh, I yeah, haven't yeah. seen those yet. It's it's hundred percent custom. It's um he asked for like extra extra what's it called um he asked for extra color uh in the resin. So they they accommodated nice. that. Yeah, I think that's I think why Brian's cool. the best. Hell yeah, yeah. So good on good on Brian and good on um. Fat Carbon for addressing like potential concerns and all that from their customers. Um, I think that's super neat of them. And yeah, um, I sent a photo to the Discord if you guys want to take a look. It's uh, it looks. I I know Jake was a bit worried because he said he he didn't like uh, dark uh, dark matter because it looked a bit too. I don't know what's the right word like stale. Um, There's not there wasn't uh, enough color in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's, 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 that's literally what it was. It looks I think. awful. Yeah, most of the time. So yeah, hopefully yeah. this. Fixes it looks like it. marbled carbon fiber, and then just like some little drops of color. Yeah, it's like somebody. I mean, that gold looks color really good. Fiber. Someone spilled color. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, if the purple looks gold. anywhere near as nice as that gold one does, that'll be pretty sweet. Mm. Fingers crossed. Super excited. Super excited for the blue. Um, I actually really like the blue. Um, resin that they use i think it, it looks nice on uh the dark matter i think it's one of the yeah car made me a scale with the blue dark matter and it, it oh, does look good it's just the um the purple that i've seen it's just there's hardly any which any is purple a shame because that's just kind of like the, the color of purple that they used in it's very nice in my opinion it yeah I, I agree i mean if it, if it has a depth of color you know anywhere close to how much is in that gold i mean that's gonna look really nice yeah i wonder if anyone does like a big a big batch of uh production stuff like if you buy a bunch of cf like whether they'll accommodate you for um like if you have like a minimum quantity ordered like if they'll accommodate like can you add more color um for like smaller custom makers and stuff like that that's like that's a cool thing to think about but yeah, yeah. maybe they'll do these and just get such good feedback that they'll just start doing it that way naturally. Yeah, yeah for sure. They'll, they'll make a killing out of it. I mean, um, I think for he, he might have been able to work around an exception. I don't know if they would do it for smaller, smaller makers, but, um, because he said his order from Carbon Plate was, what, like 20 grand or something like that for the deposit? Yeah, yeah, right. Like 10,000. 10. So that, that, yeah. that's a fuck ton of money to me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, they're, they're probably a bit more willing to you know, be like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll add some more color to this batch for you. Yeah, um, for sure. But if they did fix that permanently, 
you know, with the feedback that they get, I would be so damn happy. Yeah, hopefully. It's yeah, not I think a that's a solid move if they do. Yeah. 100%. Well, I mean, with if um, uh, carbon plate goes under, they can just start making the Marvel. Ooh, that would. Oh yeah, that would be right. nice. Yeah, because then or something similar to it. Yeah, because then they don't have to worry about like all the the bullshit. Yeah, who's gonna fucking oh, sue carbon. you? No one. <laughs> My face when your competitor goes straight to jail. I t I really don't know what's going on with Carbon Plate. Like, he hasn't posted anything. He's not he's not awake at all. He wait wait hold on. He deleted the comments from what? uh he deleted the comments from uh Trevor Burger and uh from Trevor Burger and um Sharp Ed Design. Well, he he delivered um Trevor's material. Oh, okay, fair enough. So that's yeah, why he... at least from what I heard, that's what okay, um, okay. He's not dead, Jim had said. He's not. Well, dead, yeah. Dead, I mean, dead. who knows? I, yeah. I honestly uh, think it's probably some kind of health issue. Yeah, hopefully he's doing okay. But you know, a little bit more. Um, what's called communication would be nice. But yeah, the comments got. Blue, yeah, so I'm just. I, I only realize that now. If I sent you thousands of dollars and you stopped responding to your emails, I'm never gonna fucking deal with you again. Yeah, I <laughs> That's think it's probably permanently tarnished the <laughs> reputation. Yeah. It's the same issue that um, makers run into where, you know, you get popular, you get in way over your you know depth, and then yeah. you just can't make anything happen. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you promise, but you can't deliver, right? So, right. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's a, a thing that a lot of people, a lot of new makers especially, like, they kind of dig themselves into their grave. Um, yeah. There's this... I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, you guys can go ahead. But um, there was this Italian maker, I think, that um, made a custom knife uh, on Kickstarter, and then he just ran away with like what, like thirty k? Are you talking about the Aries? What is that? What's it called? With the Mars and uh, shit like that. The Mars. Mars. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Mars. Yeah, I think got I my fucking uh, seeing that. Got my Greek and Roman gods confused. Um, God damn it. Yeah, the <laughs> Is that the one where he like kept telling people that it was coming and yeah, it just, just never eventually all, fucking all stopped? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By my boy Balzano. Uh, let's see if this holy is the one. Holy shit. Okay, oh, yeah, that's June the one. 5th, that's it. Although I am not 100% solid on a date for the restart, I'm happy to report delivery will resume before October. Thank you all for your continued patience. Paulo. Uh, first shipment from. What's it called? When when was this? Jesus, um, yeah. I think this is one of those guys that either like he decided just straight scam, or he uh, he wasn't expecting to get this much behind him, and then he just gave up. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know, this is a it's if you go on Kickstarter and look for the Mars pocket knife, a classically inspired modern arch type. Um, you know, I'm looking at the thumb disc on this. This shit looks way too tiny. Is it? Look at it. The oh, disc, Jesus. yeah, the disc looks very small. Also, it doesn't look like the blade's really ground. No. Because that one doesn't look Holy like it's sharp. Holy fuck, yeah, you're right. There, there ain't no plunge. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Yeah, hardly at all. I mean, there's something there, but it's not, uh... Yeah, it's not... At, this was th fucking me, $400? I mean, yeah, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Yeah. That's just Ooh. not... This isn't right. So, December 2016 was the uh, original estimated delivery. 
Oh wow! Would you, would you look at that? Also, um, it's a small business in California. No, not California, California. Uh, the Mars will be manufactured entirely in house at CKMU, the California Bullshit. Knife Makers United shop in Orange, California. Um, I mean, you can't even get the blade steel that he was offering. Nope. Yeah, CTS, uh, CTS XHP is, is not available. Gone. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. gone. And then yeah. the most recent comment was 10 months ago, and it was from this guy who... <laughs> this fucking guy, I love him so much. Like, he just keeps keeps harassing him every single year. And he I would, too. Another year, no knives. <laughs> yeah, but it's Kickstarter, man. Like, it's... at some point, you just got to give up. Dude, there's um, actually... Uh, apparently, there was a... You can't fucking get this either, I'm guessing. Um, but it was uh, Nichols Damascus with an XHP core for XHP 600 core? fucking dollars. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's out of stock, but it's oh. uh, definitely more available um, than just XHP on its own. I love the example that he posted of the core. And it how looks terrible. Is. Yeah, it's yeah, so bad. It's not oh my well done. God. Dude, there's literally it's... on the um, on the show side, there's some places on that, but there's not even any fucking Damascus. It's just or Damasteel, oh whatever the fuck it is. It's just the fucking core. How how yeah, bad? Who the core? Mm, it's terrible. Who, who pays six hundred dollars for this shit? Who saw this example? And go, oh Wait, yeah, that's nice. How many people? How many people pay twelve backers? I'm so sorry, the twelve of you. You guys made a horrible mistake. Well, to be fair, anyone who supported this made a really bad mistake. Um. Wait, what the. F- Wait, hold, hold the fucking phone. Wait a minute. There's no, there's no fucking. Oh my god. Wait, I don't know if you guys see this, but um, if you go to the, if you look under the material section, it says you have a choice of handle: blue anno or Sasha gray. As in the fucking. Bro. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I did see that. Oh no. I would have never noticed that unless you'd said something about it, but holy shit. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Is that a, can I, is that a real color? Can I say something real quick? I yeah, I can yeah. I can almost guarantee this motherfucker's late twenties, early thirties just off that fucking comment. Oh no. That date oh my so God. dumb. There's no fucking 17-year-old out there right now going, oh, it's a funny fucking joke. Or 18, sorry, 18, because you have to be 18 to look at pornography. Um, so fucking dumb. That's 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 fucked It is kind of funny, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just so out of place. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Okay, yeah, anyway. I'm not even Uh, sure that uh, lot bar cutout's functional. It doesn't look like it. I was just staring at that. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's sloped forward. Anyway, this whole knife looks like a yeah. fucking disaster. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. lucky for you, it's it's never gonna it's never gonna ship. I can't get over right. that awful looking thumb stud. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. That's bad. I mean, at this point, they could have uh, went through and just had someone else manufacture it and send it out. Do you guys notice anything about the 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 damage steel ones? Um. What's up with it? What's wrong with it? There's no thumb disc. There's no thumb disc. He didn't. Oh, he yeah, didn't even true. fucking put one on there. Yeah, oh, he did not. Lord. Oh no. This just seems like a massive. I don't know. This shit would make me really skeptical of giving him my money, but. 
Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, this is a good example of like people going way in over their heads and then just running away with money. So um, yeah, for those of you guys who want to look at like an awful, uh, an awful example, well, good example, but an, just an awful thing in general. Uh, go check out Belzano, uh, the Mars pocket knife on Kickstarter. It it physically hurts your eyes if you're a if you're a a knife person, but. <laughs> Yeah, um, no one got their knives, so yeah, pretty cool. Oh, uh, his shop is actually like a shared space. Yeah, exactly. It's the wow, yeah, yeah. This thing was probably just completely set up from the start. Yeah, I, w- I would recommend that. I-, I would probably think about that too. Also, there's this legend called Chip Chip One Hundred One on the the update forum uh, that's just completely going, and I quote. Any updates every single every single month for a good like Jesus Christ yeah. uh, a good like a year ish and he's just like got any updates got any updates got any updates if it were me I'd be spamming his fucking Instagram for that shit like he doesn't have an Instagram <laughs> yeah he there's does. no um if you if you look oh, at the no. pictures of the core one too there's no shot of the lock bar I don't even think there was a lock bar cut on that knife they they, they oh, certainly no. didn't finish it yeah here, here's his Instagram yeah. right here. When was the last post? Oh, it's oh, it, it's 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 relatively new. He's still posting. We're gonna blow this thing wide open, folks. <laughs> oh wow, he's using a what the fuck? What's he doing? Is he welding? He's not making knives. Oh, Hamilton. Yeah, not making knows. any knives. All right, all right. So if you if you did the Kickstarter, you're not getting your money back, and you're never fucking knives. definitely oh, yeah. not. Hundred percent. You're a hundred percent. You got scammed. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, you definitely did. But yeah, uh, feel free to take a look at his Instagram, I guess. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to the other thing. Oh, so our main topic for this week—well, we have a couple—but um, we are going to ask Adam a couple questions, and we're gonna get his opinions on some things. So we're gonna start with some of his pet peeves as a maker and some myths he liked to debunk as a maker and collector himself. So yeah, uh, um, sure. Uh, I, I think we kind of addressed part of it earlier when we were talking about the the M three ninety thing. Um, you know, uh, as far as steels go, there there's always a trade off. With the steels, there is no the best steel, so you kind of just have to look at you know where you live. If if you live somewhere where there's going to be a lot of corrosion issues, you want to make sure you get something that's you know uh, corrosion resistant stainless steels. If you don't, then uh, you know get yourself something that uh, takes a really good edge and has a high wear resistance. Yeah. Um, I I think yeah, as far as pet peeves go and debunking stuff. Um, I, th- I think, you know, you go back, you know, four years ago or so, three years ago, and I, I think there were a lot more um, bad information out there. I think uh, uh, Knife Still Nerds, you know, Dr. Laren Thomas has yep. pretty much set everybody on a good course. I think he's been one of the biggest uh, helps to the knife community. Um, you know, y- y- we went through this period where, you know, people were talking about how blade stock thickness was the thing you wanted oh, to look at. And that just really drove Dark me crazy fucking nick shabazz yeah yeah and uh God. i i think that's kind of i think nick bought laren's book and has been reading it because 
I don't really follow him that much on YouTube anymore. I, I did a lot when I first got into knives. I mean, that's a yeah. He's a good resource for that if you're trying to learn about knives or if you're but, you know trying to take something take a knife apart for the first time. It's not bad to check his videos. Yeah, but out, take it with a grain of yeah, salt. Yeah, he was <laughs> preaching the blade stock thickness for too long. Yeah, I, I don't understand when people take his word as like gospel. Um, because that's all they know, the more hobby. than likely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't take everything with a grain of salt. Like I, I know people who show the shit out of um, like Metal Complex and like uh, even Laren Thomas. Like yeah, sure. Like you know they they they're all very different, but they're all also opinionated. Um, and it's always good to to get re- uh, resources from multiple people. Um, if multiple people tell you, and, and also be critical because like if you think if you think that like. Y- you're bound to find like some kind of confirmation bias. If if you think that blade stock thickness helps in cutting, you're gonna look for people who agree with you. Um, like that's just how humans work, you know. So get a big pool of uh, get a big pool of of knives, you know. Just enjoy the hobby. Get a big pool of knives. Uh, talk to some makers. Find out what they think, and then don't be too anal about it. When like you know, if you're wrong, if you're wrong, you're wrong. That's that's all good, you know. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I know when I got into the hobby, I, uh, you know, did the whole YouTube thing and pretty much ran the gauntlet of just buying knives, trying them, and then uh, using uh, knife swap to eventually, uh, you know, sell those or trade them into other knives. Yeah. Yeah, I did that for a couple of years, and then you kind of figure out what you like, yeah. and at that point, you can sort of narrow down the collection. Yeah. So, exactly. I think that's a, a good way to go about it. Yeah. So. Um, I think everyone has had that kind of period of time where someone suggested, hell, I think even like Jake and I, we, we had like a, a moment of like where a friend kind of suggests something and then, uh, or like a, a knife guy that we trust kind of suggests something and we all hop on, on the train, you know, like uh, even right now, like the Clark Gunstock that Jake's going to get, uh, soon. Um, I'm pretty sure he got it because, you know, a lot of us were hopping in on it and he, we were talking about how good of a guy he was. Um, super sweet guy, super nice guy. And Actually, everyone's joining. I don't give a train. fuck what you guys say. I tried it because I got it because I, I liked frogs. It was really good. You liked frogs? Yeah, I got it. Uh, I got on the books right after Frog. Um, that shit was so nice. I, yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't say I was buying one at the start. I just said like, uh, what are your options and stuff? And he's just a, such a wonderful person to talk to. Um, but if we didn't have that suggestion from you know like. Fuck, who found him? Like, I think Vex, maybe? Vex found Vex found fucking shit. Bradley, too. I'm so... Like, yeah. you, you guys really do help well. jump on... Because some, some makers are, are absolute fucking garbage, but there are some genuinely good people out there who deserve to be hyped up. And it, it's nice mm-hmm. to be able to support makers that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, it's always good to... If you, if you find a nice maker, like Adam... Um, have a conversation. They're they're more than happy to, to talk to you or about like you know their opinions or their side of of making because obviously you're gonna have differing opinions from different makers. Um, so yeah, it's it's just good to educate yourself, I guess. So don't I I'd much rather get the opinion of a maker rather than the opinion of a like an influencer like Nick Shabazz or a YouTuber for for that matter because you know they don't really know the struggle of making stuff and how hard some of that stuff can be um especially on a production level because honestly have any of us been to a chinese uh factory before don't think so not yet um maybe mm-hmm. one day 
Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm down for that. Like, if I ever go visit China, I'm just going to rock up to 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 Riyadh headquarters, uh, jump on top of David Deng's uh, cupboard, just wait for him. <laughs> um, you might actually give him a fucking yeah. heart attack. I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll say hi in Chinese. Like, I, I can do that. Like, it's all good. Um, yeah, yes, I think there's a lot that goes into making a knife really good, yeah, and so, it's not an easy process. Yeah. And um, you know, you a lot of people want to take shortcuts. Yeah, you know, whether it's in uh, you know, how they grind the blade, or you yeah. know, the the machining that they do to you know cut in the lock face, or any of that. And if you cut corners pretty much anywhere, you know, your knife is not going to be, you know, you can create issues very quickly. Where yeah. your knife just isn't that great, so. For sure. So, so as a fixed blade maker, um, like you know, high performance fixed blade knives, and also a regrinder, um, what are some of like, okay, like give us three. If you had to tell people three things about, uh, you know, just to shine some light on what you do, uh, what would those three things be? Um, as far as the regrinding goes, uh, um, regrinding knife making doesn't matter. Sure. Uh, uh yeah. Well, I, I guess I'll, I'll do the regrinding first. Yeah. Um. For me, uh, I use uh, an 80 grit abrasive to start off with, so nothing too aggressive because you don't want to take off too much material. Um, yeah. I basically, I you know measure the edge thickness to begin with for the uh, bevel, and then uh, when I grind it, I'm not constantly checking that. I'm just essentially making sure that the uh, the bevel as it gets smaller, I know that the the knife's getting thinned out. So that's essentially how I uh, I gauge the uh, the behind the edge thickness on the knife, and that right. makes it uh, pretty easy. Right. Uh, I use VSM belts because uh, I like to use Hell brand new belts yeah. on every single one I do. So Hell I'll yeah. use the belts and they'll sit on the side and, you know, I'll use them for handle material or something or they just get thrown out. But mm. uh, then I'll do a uh, 120 grit and then uh, I like the A100 uh, gator belts. Those leave a pretty good finish. And then if it's a full flat grind, I'll uh, do Scotch Bright belts. And uh, on those, um, I dress them with uh, materials, so like the uh, the more coarse one, I'll put um, uh, just WD-40 on that one just to give it a little bit of lubrication. That seems to help. And then uh, the fine one, I'll do uh, a black polishing compound. Right. And then on my uh, very fine uh, gray uh, conditioning belt, I'll put a green compound on that one. And then uh, I'll use a cork belt after that. Like I think it's like a 600 grit cork belt. And that one's dressed with a green compound too. Yeah, you get and that leaves a, a really nice belt finish, in my opinion. Yeah, wonderful. Like you, you get some wonderful, like damn near polished, uh, polished uh, satin with that. It looks really, yeah, it, really good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm happy with where uh, where that's at. The the issue you run into is uh, if you do like a, a you know saber grind where you have the flats, you you pretty much can't use uh, the conditioning belts on those because you'll you'll end up um, scratching the flats where that meets. So on those, I'll usually just finish with an A100. It's a little bit harder to get it all blended in nicely, but uh, yeah, it's not not too bad. I think that's one of the biggest advantages to hollow grinding. Yeah. Uh, it it um it, it's really easy to get a really nice blade finish on that, just because more or less once you get the hollow established, you can really lock the the blade into that. Whereas with the flat, it's very easy to just kind of twist or turn or not be exactly where you were before so um yeah yeah so that's that's really good actually like so for anyone who who thinks about like oh why are regrinds so expensive uh can you regrind my 
I don't know, like cheap Chinese folder that costs five dollars from the flea market. Uh, he could, but you know, abrasive costs and all that. You, he, he's got to pay for belts. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, going thin behind the edge is great, but you got to have a steel that's um, you know, heat treated properly. Yeah. Like that's why uh, I think Spydercos are probably the ideal knife for a regrind, just because yeah. their uh, heat treating is. You know, for the most part, very good on, you know, whatever range of steels. I think uh, they do an excellent job with K390. So, to me, if I was going to say, hey, you know, what knife do you think I should buy? I would just get anything in K390, have it reground, and then you've pretty much got, uh, you know, one of the best uh, user knives you can you can get yeah. a hold of, especially for the steel. So. For sure. For sure, for sure. Like, you just... It, it's probably one of the the end game steels in my opinion like if you get something really thin and also in a steel that can support it um that's damn near uh like end game stuff because you know if you had one knife for the rest of your life like that would be wonderful because it's just gonna keep cutting and you're gonna it's very minimal to uh take care of it so you're not gonna have to to stress over it too much yeah, that's another yeah. nice thing. Like once you get it thin, sharpening the knife is just so much easier because you're not just having to remove massive amounts of yeah. steel. Yeah, I mean 100%. you can. Once I grind a knife down, now that I've gotten more used to the Edge Pro, I can you know put a new edge on a knife, and I'd say twenty minutes is about all it takes me. So it, it doesn't take uh to take too much. Now I mean it used to take me well over an hour, but once you do enough of them, it uh. Yeah, it gets much memory. easier. Yeah, yeah, this is where yeah. it starts becoming like skilled, skilled practice, um, and skill, skill labor. So you know, obviously, you you charge for that. And you do a wonderful job on a lot of your stuff as well. Appreciate so, that. Uh, Just gotta make them faster. <laughs> gotta make That's them my faster. biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. same. I, I always struggle like because I'm working at a, a day job in the army as well. So like, I'm always struggling to find time. I I gotta finish uh, a thing out the other uh, from the other day um this weekend but we'll see uh, yeah okay. i've got a ton in progress just hanging up waiting to go that have all been heat treated so oh, that's wonderful it's just yeah. more or less just grabbing those and yeah you know, getting them to work so that's hopefully uh hopefully i'll be able to crank some out i want to shoot for like maybe like one a week but still waiting on the uh even heat to get here and then i'll all right yeah, try to make yeah. some chef knives that that's should nice. be here soon i mean i think it was like 12 I'm so weeks. excited for that and then uh yeah yeah that's be... pretty sweet and and I got a hardness tester too that I need to get oh, that thing tuned. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be uh, gonna be awesome too. So looking forward to, to that. Once I have those, then I'll I'll be able to do everything myself, right. which will be pretty pretty awesome. Wonderful. Get ready for your Instagram yeah. to blow up. Um, yeah, yeah. I want to try to get some uh, W two. Do some ha uh, Hammonds. Hell yeah. Hammonds, uh, Hammonds. Join, join me. Join me. Yeah. 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 I think I think those are are really cool. So yeah. looking forward to to trying that out. Uh, if you get like decent Satanite, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll send you, I'll send you a, a protocol that I like from. Uh, uh, this is from a really old episode, but like from one of the the guys in Australia that I met, like one of the master smiths, super cool guy. He wrote on a forum uh, on how to do like uh, uh, a really cool hamon, uh, and yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's something that uh, I've kind of uh, learned. Uh, uh, a lot of these older makers they really knew their shit they knew yeah. how to heat treat steel properly and i think people um don't don't necessarily think that's the case they may not have had the the um information you know like yeah. uh you know Laren lays out you know as far as the specifics but i mean they knew what made a good knife so yeah 
uh, a lot of those guys you know you'll look up some old stuff and you can learn a lot so a lot of people just think like oh it's expensive because like it's a custom boomer knife but a lot of it is is just skill and practice like uh, i follow this protocol a hundred percent for 1095 and still like i it's hard to be as consistent as he is um so again skill labor Mm -hmm. yeah when you've been doing something for Um, fucking 40 years you're gonna be exceptionally good at it yeah right yeah yeah and also like uh i mean i i was guilty of the same thing when i first got into it i thought that uh you know forged knives were you know just too expensive for what you were getting because yeah but you you actually see the process of someone doing it and you realize how much skill it takes to not you know have a steel that has cold shuts or inclusions or cracks or any of that stuff and you you realize that uh a lot of extra work goes into those yeah so you get some some really cool stuff so for sure yeah um that's always yeah. nice to hear about uh other people other people and like you know how seriously they take their work because obviously you can take the easy way out and just you know sell something with the with the crack or a chip or something but um more often than yep. not that's not a good idea for your business which i guess comes to our our next thing um who are some makers that you really like or have talked to or they've helped you along the way and then just give them a quick shout out sure um as far as uh, for me like uh i was pretty much taught um you know i taught myself through youtube videos so uh for people getting into knife making um ecom knives uh mike stewart he has some of the best uh tutorial videos out there as far as knife making goes i mean he's got some for fixed blades and a lot of videos on folders too um walter sorrels has some good videos too um let's see who else uh i I want to shout out a and w blade works for giving me tips (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) when i I was starting out (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that's and that's just stuff that uh i got from other people too so it's just passing that on yeah it's just cool like uh, generational thing, you know, like yeah. um, passing from person to person, and I always think that's super cool. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I really like about um, knife making is a lot of people are just willing to share the information. There's not a lot of people that uh, have something that they uh, want to try to keep, you know, secret. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a nice thing, and that's one thing that um, the traditional makers are uh, really good about. I mean, they just share patterns with each other like it's nothing. Yeah, it's so they're not... super they're super super open, especially in um Australia like if you go to to Blazer or something like um you'll just see the makers talking about like different heat treat protocols and all that. Um and mm-hmm. they're all like just photobombing each other and shit like that. And it's just you can tell they're all friends and they're not competing, you know. Um uh, Yeah, right. You you don't see very many people complaining about, "Hey, this guy stole my knife or stole my pattern." Yeah, yeah exactly, so... especially from the older guys cuz they they're way past that stage, you know. Um, they know yeah. what makes a knife good, and if it's worth selling, it's worth selling. Uh, if it's not, it's not. So yeah, yeah, yeah and, I, and I completely understand. You know, you spend a lot of time designing a knife and coming up with something, and then someone basically takes that and uses it. Yeah. Um, you know, I can I can understand uh, you know the issue behind that, but to me, it just seems like uh, a lot of times if you're a good knife maker, um, if you can get your name out there, like there's enough people that want to buy your knife that it doesn't even really matter if someone's trying to, you know, rip off your design. No, you're naturally going to rise to the uh, top if you're doing something very well. 
Right. Sure. I mean, and you can see that from just the way the the secondary market is. I mean, there's uh, not not a lot of people making you know knives that are of you know quality that's as good as you can get. Uh, so people, when they find those makers, their knives typically go up in price, and yeah, that's kind of the way way that it goes. But there's always a um, I guess a risk whenever you're dealing with the custom knives that you yeah. can just end up getting from a maker that doesn't respond to you. Um, so you end up getting a knife that's just completely jacked up and then they won't do anything to try to help you out on that. So yeah, there, there's sense. definitely a risk in, in dealing uh, in the custom knife world. So I understand why people you know gravitate to the makers with good reputation, but yeah. So that covers uh, shout-outs, which is always nice. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Alan Elishowitz for for <laughs> giving tips on marketing. <laughs> um, if you guys want to check him out on Instagram, uh, someone... I guess this comes to, to our next thing, which is, uh, like, uh, materials and projects. Because uh, basically someone messaged Alan Elishowitz for... Um, Adam recently got a Alan Leishowitz, uh what'd you call Ottoman. it? Ottoman. The Ottoman. Yeah, it was the Elock Ottoman, yep. The Elock Ottoman. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Elock Ottoman, and it was, you got it direct from him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was I was watching, uh, like, yeah, his Instagram's really cool too. Like, he posts a lot yeah, of uh, helpful stuff. And I, I, did, I just found, you know, started following his Instagram, I'd say maybe a few months ago. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's got lots of uh, lots of great videos and stuff up there. Yeah. But yeah, that it's it's a really cool knife. Like um, the clip looks really weird on it, but like um, your hand, like the little uh, uh, swell in your uh, palm, just like lands right into that. So the design of it's you know very good, and the the lock's really cool on it. Like it's got like a little um, Damascus uh, bar uh, set on the show side that just kind of rocks back and forth. So when the yeah, knife opens, right. it more or less just locks the blade um, in between that and the stop pin. So it's it's a really cool design. And then uh, the the blade is, uh, I think he started with like quarter inch stock and then milled the back uh, half of it down to, yeah. uh, or serviced the back half down to like, you know, uh, 0.156, which is like more like the standard blade thickness and did, did this like real cool harpoon shape to it. So, yeah, it's super cool. Like just listening to all that, like, you can kind of hear the amount of effort it takes to, to make something like that. And uh, so basically what happened was someone someone messaged him on uh, from his website, actually. Like, so uh, he submitted it as a customer response request uh, regarding his prices. And I will read that out right now. Give me one moment. Let me pull it right up. Uh, here we go. Um, okay, so... This this is uh, from yesterday. It says uh, so he recently dropped the the Phantom, which is a custom custom made knife. Obviously, uh, they're all like a little bit different, and it's all handmade. Um, look, man, you and your company make nice knives, but there's no way they're worth a thousand two hundred dollars. If you believe, I believe, if you made them more affordable and reasonable, such as four hundred, then your uh, sales would skyrocket. For the <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> When people are making $1,200 knives, nine times out of ten, they're not having a problem making the sales. Yeah. Right. They, if you've got to that point, there's no... Sh shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ, $400. They sold out in less than, like, I think, 20 minutes. Sounds about right. Um, 
Yeah, super fast. Uh, yeah, the Ottomans were kind of the same way. They sold out uh, within like you know 15, 20 minutes too. Yeah, I, I, I mean the guy's got twenty three thousand followers on Instagram. I mean he's been around for a long time. Yeah, you know you you, you got to realize it's, it's his time's pretty valuable, and he does everything like manual machining. He doesn't do uh, yeah, you know water jet cut parts or any of that stuff. He's doing you know everything from beginning to end. But yeah. You know, once you make a knife, I think you realize that the the prices you pay for a quality custom knife are you know pretty reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I guess yeah. This comes to to the point of like material material costs and um, and projects, right? Like, uh, a lot of people who don't know what goes into into these knives um, usually try to tell you what to do. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily like it comes from like it, there's a difference between ignorance and like um like just ego cuz they think they can get it for somewhere else cheaper. Um like for example like quality carbon fiber um or milled titanium. So for example Alan Elishowitz does this like really really cool uh I sent a link to it. Uh it, he does this really really cool hand-done spirograph pattern on his old ass spirograph machine. I think it's super neat and each one's super different but people are telling him how to mill tie because they assume he has some cnc somewhere which he doesn't because he chooses not to and i don't know i i'm just not a big fan of people telling him how to do his own job i, um, I can't remember uh that that's actually done on something else not a pantograph it's a uh oh, yeah. i can't think of the name of it it's, it, it's like thing. a it's a mechanism that, that yeah, the, a, a pantograph would be like the one where you're taking a, uh, tracing like a, a, a small mold of something, and then right. like it upscales that to a larger size. Right. This thing like manually rotates, and as it's yeah, rotating, yeah, yeah. he's like pushing a um, a cutter into it to yeah, cut those one, patterns. It's, it's basically a manual, a manual like spinning CNC. Um, yeah, it's, it's super neat. Uh, it's all it's all hand done as well. So it's an old ass machine because you have to manually control all three axes. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm trying yeah. to. I'll, I'll find the name of it here in a minute. But uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. The yeah, the way that it works. Neat. Um, so as a maker, uh, galosh is what it's called. Ah, uh, right, a galosh. Like they do this on yeah. watches and shit too. But they they do a bit of like CNC work on it, so it's not it's not as hard. But if you can yeah. something by hand, Jesus. Yeah, he says in this post here that um, he got it in uh, 2004. He purchased his first oh one, and he God. spent he spent hundreds of hours practicing with it before he actually could make a decent uh, God. pattern. Yeah. yeah, I can only imagine. That's that's yeah. It takes it takes freaking forever, man. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Yeah. So as as a maker, what are some of your favorite materials and some of the favorite projects you've worked on? Um, oh gosh um i don't know i think the ones where you know people have sent me their own drawings and uh, i've I've made knives from those those are always really fun um as far as material goes i i kind of gravitated back toward you know g10 i I think g10 is a really good material uh i think that's probably where knife making is going to head back to i mean obviously if you're doing folders titanium is ideal but as far as fixed blades go um i like uh um uh, g carta i mean that mm, stuff's really yeah. good 
the only issue that I have with it is it is a huge pain to sand that stuff because it's cross cut, so it's super thick. It's not like if you were doing regular micarta where you're essentially sanding off a sheet at a time. You're basically sanding, you know, the cross fibers. So it takes forever to get that stuff sanded down properly. Um, I think carbon fiber is, you know, another great material. But as far as the G10 and carbon fiber, I mean, that stuff is toxic as hell. So yeah, you got to make sure you're... respirator. Yeah, respirator, some type of air filter. And Long if you're hand sanding it, you got to keep that stuff wet. Yeah, so, but aside from that, I mean, it's um, I think it's you know, good good stuff. Yeah, partial to carbon fiber myself. I think it's it's neat. Jake, what do you think? Like, what's a what's a material that you like? Like, as a as a consumer. As a consumer, um, this I know it's a bit polarizing. I I love micarta. I like the patina of it. Um, I like carbon fiber if it's not basic woven carbon fiber. Um. Or like shred or something. So certain carbon fibers, I really like tie. Obviously, um, one that I I would really really like to see more of, and I know it's not feasible for everyone, but I'd really like to see more wood um, available on Hell on yeah. folders. Yeah. Um, and, and a larger variety of wood. Some makers like Clark offered a bunch of different woods. I didn't go with one um, because he wouldn't let me buy multiple scales, but. Um, I I, wa- I would love to see that more widespread. Yeah, I, I yeah I think wood's underutilized. Yeah, because everyone everyone's a bit afraid of um, the stability of it, even though it's literally stabilized. Um, right. It's probably as stable as you could possibly get because it's it's made the same way that uh, micarta and carbon fiber is, and then people are like, oh, but it's not stable. That's not how it works. Um, it's it's treated under a vacuum. I, I'm partial to wood, too. I, I think both are really cool. Um, yeah, I think you can get some really nice w- wood, and that's good. As far as the carbon fiber goes, like, I, I really don't care so much for, like like you were saying, like the yeah. basic stuff. But honestly, if you media blast it, it completely changes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it, like, it puts these, like, really interesting, like, uh, um, texture to the carbon fiber. Mm. Um, I don't know. Have you seen the ones that... uh? I mean, you I have Jake. Do you have any pictures of them? Okay, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll pull one up. The texturing looks Here, super good. I can I can imagine it's it's it it's well. really nice the way that it um it cha- and it's really basic to do too. Yeah, it, it's it's a simple procedure if you have a, a blasting cabinet, um, but it it looks super neat. It gives it like a completely different dimension, and I think that's super cool. Um, but yeah, G10 is. Reliable, I guess. Um, I like G10, and if it's finished say. certain ways or certain colors of it, because because right. with G10 you you do get access to, to colors that you're not going to get otherwise, apart from like coating or something. Yeah, but 100%. but I think it gets a bad rap because it's it's usually not done very well from like uh, yeah, lower because production companies. Yeah. Yeah, and also it depends what kind of G10 you're using from where because yeah. um, there's some G10s that are more. Uh, epoxy than than fiberglassy, uh, which is usually like a cheap way. Yep. Out. Uh, you can tell by grinding it; it just fucking disappears. Uh, Hinderer does it decently. His texturing is okay. It's not like pants ripper level. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind the Hinderer G10. I Spiderco. If if I, I I've sanded several down to just knock off the aggressive texturing on them, and they're great at that point. But when their texturing on G10 is just awful. Yeah, 
It's way it's, too aggressive. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah, G10. We 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 gonna come full circle. If anyone has thoughts on G10 or wants uh, any suggestions for cool materials, please let us know. Um, just shoot us a message on our email. And our last couple questions, um, which is open to all three of us. Do we have any bad experiences with custom makers or companies uh, that you want to... You don't have to name them if you don't want to. Uh, who are your least favorite makers? I really like that, that uh, texturing on that carbon fiber, Adam. Yeah, it, looks yeah, like it totally... Really it, it makes that stuff work. This like, is uh, our boy Hanks. Uh, I was so jealous of that design. I, I wanted that really bad. It's a rhino. Um, yeah, it came out pretty yeah, good. Was, uh, yeah, that was the first compound grind I really? ever did. Oh wow! <laughs> that yeah. came out really good then. That's wild. Yeah, it, yeah, that's it somehow worked wild, out. Dude. Least favorite makers. I like the Kydex too. Y- you said. Yeah, least favorite makers. Vero. Bad experiences. <laughs> oh well, he's not really a that's maker. He's a designer because he's never made a damn thing in his life. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. Yeah, I. I, I honestly haven't had a bad experience. <laughs> uh, personally, I um, I had a Will Moon. Oh, um, oh boy. In, in a go. in a shopping well. You know, I was just getting into uh, custom knives, and I was like, "Oh, who lives near me?" And he uh, was in uh, Apex, bastard. which is you know about about an hour away. So I literally I was on his website. I uh, I had one designed up. It was in a cart, and then I was like, eh, "Let me just like Google search this." And you know, then I stumbled on the Blade Forums posts oh, about how you dodged a he massive was. bullet there, bud. And then, uh, yeah, oh, I did, yeah. So um, yeah, I didn't didn't order that, but that almost happened. Like I was I was literally about to buy. Um, I think it was a Banshee at that point was what the model yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, that, the new um, ones. The, well, the new Yeah, he, the he was making. Uh, yeah, the one that came right after the Stormcrow. Which, and I think whenever I was looking at that stuff, uh, I had found that video that uh, Vex had posted. It's one. Uh, it re- one doing his, uh, re- yeah, his one video reviewing the, the Stormcrow. That <laughs> was uh, so good. It's yeah. so dumb. It's just, I, I've never seen a video convey, like a video of a so much anger. a knife convey so much <laughs> Yeah, so much emotion of it just rattling the fuck away. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, those knives are... You get to a certain price, and that the knife better be damn near perfect. Like, I can understand, you know, little quirks here and there, but you gotta hit all the all the basics yeah. if you're gonna be charging a thousand bucks or more oh, for a knife. The, yeah. the second, yeah. in my opinion, the second you pass fucking $800, it better be beyond exceptional. For me, personally, I know a lot of people that, that bar is way higher but no i would agree with you i mean you, you get to that point and, i mean it's got to be it's got to be good yeah you you expect your money's worth you know like a lot of people get knives and they they get really underwhelmed but um i guess it's kind of it's on the buyer as well to to make sure the the maker is legit and all that and they're not cutting corners um which i guess is a problem that some makers have uh I think the majority of people who who make knives probably uh, cut corners. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just it's just easier. Um, I mean, it's but, it's the same as yeah. any other job, really. Everybody yeah. fucking cuts yeah. corners in their job. Everyone. There's yeah. not an exception to that yeah. anywhere. But in in it could be something you know super insignificant, like a maker could, you know, buy slightly cheaper washers or something, or. They could just yeah. buy a bunch of shit materials, mill them very poorly, and sell them to you for thousands of dollars. Like it's, yeah, it just depends. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't want to name and shame because I, I've honestly never had any super awful experiences with makers. But uh, I guess I'm partial to, like, it just leaves a bad taste in the mouth when when makers try to be really like secretive about um, certain things when you're asking for questions. Uh, like, for example, some some makers are like very secretive about the heat treat protocol um, because they they claim to be some kind of heat treating wizard or something. Um, yeah yeah that kind of gets on my nerves i like i don't have anything to say about that because i i just kind of do my own thing but um it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth um and then also like yeah cutting corners and then like arguing with customers about it that's kind of a big no-no for me uh like medford sometimes he i don't know like he stacks washers and he just complains about uh his political rights and all that <laughs> and how there's no knives and it's just it's just politics on his youtube and then he fucking grinds his hollow grinds naked and it i i thought that was kind of funny personally <laughs> yeah know, that, that, that one was genuinely like that yeah i thought that post was pretty well, good well, i didn't I mean, expect I, to see it on instagram yeah. i'll fucking tell you that <laughs> uh, yeah fair enough i mean that's his that's his brand though you know that's yeah that's, yeah uh, it's it's political how he sells knives yeah it's to be politically incorrect um but I mean, I, I don't see any problem with that. I see a problem with like if the product's not what you expected, like that's kind of fucked up. Um, but I guess that's more personal, um, personal bias than anything else. Uh, all right. Any any other questions? Any other further thoughts that you guys would like to that Jake you'd like to ask uh, Adam by any chance? No, I think he's covered extensively everything i could possibly ask him yeah i think i think this has been a really good episode and we're really really happy to have uh adam on uh adam long time coming talk about anything else yeah uh yeah yeah um i guess one thing i'll say is uh if you're looking for heat treating information you know this kind of in regards to what you were saying kai but just get laren's book or go to knife still nerds but i think the book is probably the best resource and yeah. uh, the protocols that he has in there, like, that's probably where you should go. Um, just because you can adjust the temperature on a blade steel and get higher hardness doesn't mean you should. Because a lot of times, um, these steels have been thoroughly tested by the people making them. And you're going to end up losing, you know, toughness or something else. Yeah. They're really balanced properly for the heat treat protocols there. Yeah. So, um, you get, you get that's probably what I would recommend. Go off the data sheet. I mean that's the 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 best way to do it. And you'll still have some variants, but that's that's where you know most people should be. Uh, yeah, man, you know people from. don't like um, and I guess... to science. Come on, right? <laughs> Who the fuck needs science? It, yeah, it, it's all there. And his YouTube, um, if if uh, no one has subscribed to his YouTube channel or seen the videos that Laren's posting now, they're they're excellent. Yeah, um, I know for me that's that's how I learn the. Um, the best i mean i you know the reading and stuff is nice as well or you know listening uh, to podcasts or whatever but um I, I like that format um that he does so that that's a, a great channel to check out and uh one person that i did miss during the shout outs was uh alex steingraber over at spk yeah. Ah, right yeah um he he has uh you know been helpful to me and we'll chat with each other every so often i'll ask him some questions and you know share my thoughts and some stuff to him too but uh, he has he treated a lot of blades for me, um, which is something that he did not have to do. But and he was very fast about it as well. You know, I would send it to him and I'd say, "Hey, don't worry about it," and he would still do them immediately and send them back to me. So, 
Yeah. Um, you know, Super shout out to him on that. I hope that uh, whenever he gets his uh, new shop up and running at full capacity, that uh, he'll consider you know taking some uh, um, heat treating stuff too. Maybe doing some blade heat treatments for people because he 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 really cares about uh, putting out a good quality stuff. So if he oh, did yeah. do that, he would be a reliable person to uh, 100%. to he'd go make, through. So he'd make fucking bank off that. Um, yeah, it's just the yeah. time thing, I guess. Yeah, like. That's what's stopping everyone, yeah. I guess. Um, look, look at Adam, this motherfucker. Like he, I told him to plug himself, and yet he he refuses to because he he wants to plug other people and not himself because he's just selfless like that, and that's why he's a wonderful person. So I'll do it for him. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to talk to Adam, feel free to send him a message on Instagram over at ANW Blades and ANW Bladeworks. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Adam's been a super yeah. There's a, there's a dot fan. after the aw yeah oh, aw yeah. dot blade works AW. yeah. I mean you'll find it if you just type in aw. Yeah, I feel pretty sure. But yeah, um, please follow. Yeah, me. you can follow me on Instagram. I post stuff on there when I finish it. Um, I I understand how to use the social media aspect of knife making to really drive business, but I just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. um, that's just not. It just doesn't work for me. I mean, I think I've made one YouTube video. Probably should make another. They're fucking one. draining, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's nice. It's a nice thing, and I appreciate you know everyone who does do that. Part of yeah. it, that's just not, um, not a, uh, not me, I guess. Yeah, Adam's but. just an absolute wealth of knowledge. Um, and if you guys ever want to hit him up, feel free to join our Discord. Um, you can contact us over on our. You can get access to our Discord if you guys make a a donation to our Patreon. Uh, and then we'll just send you guys the link to join our Discord. So you can contact him inside the Behind the Edge podcast. Or you can also talk to him on uh, the Reddit. Do, do not. Don't, don't donate to the Patreon. Yeah, don't donate to the Patreon. <laughs> just, just ask. Send us an email and we'll give you access. Yeah. Um, One, it, it, the money's not, not going to us. But, but two... Um, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, because... I'm canceling it right now, guys. Echo, How am I just hearing this? Echo, uh, he... He's hard to he get in contact making... with at the moment. Yeah, And everything's okay. under his personal okay, shit, so... Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm still, you know, giving maybe like $5. It's helping keep up the website, yeah. but no one uses the website, so... Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So we're Fair planning to, to switch it over to like stickers. So yeah, or just something. just send so us if, an email to behind the edge pod at uh, gmail.com. Was it behind the edge podcast at gmail? Yeah. I'm I'm I should know this. I'm I'm the uh, fucking email person. Hold on one second. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, it's behind yeah, the edge pod so, at gmail.com, yeah. I was correct. If you D if you yeah. send me a message there just requesting access to the Discord, um I yep. will be more than happy to give you a link and you can you can chat with everybody there yep uh you can talk to our our previous guests you can talk to us you can get sneak peeks for when we're gonna upload which uh right now is kind of kind of wonky but we're getting we're getting better at it um so we're just gonna keep up what we're doing and hopefully we can get more guests on eventually um we hope you guys enjoyed this episode with our good good friend adam um, if you guys ever have any questions about heat treat, grinding, you want a knife reground, you want tips on just knives in general, um, feel free to contact him. He's just such a wonderful person um, that I just have to keep shilling him. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, feel yeah. free to message me, Instagram or uh, 
Uh, I mean, you can contact me through my website, too, if you don't, for some reason, have Instagram. But Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't use Reddit as much anymore these days, but you can message me on there if, if that's what you got. So. Yep. Uh, and if you guys need uh, custom fixies or you guys want to get a regrind, he has very, very competitive prices, um, I want to say. They're, and they look amazing. Um, yeah, I try to try to price it where it's um, you yeah. know, reasonable for you know my, the amount of work that I'm putting into them. So yeah, um, yeah, I would say uh, expect some you know, first come first serve stuff to come out. Yeah, probably in the next few months, and then I'll be doing kitchen knives, and Ooh. then uh, I'll probably possibly take some orders on those. I've got uh, the rough blanks cut out. It's just more or less. Um, yep. Just hammering down the materials so that's a possibility what too. steel are you yeah, going with on those but thanks for having me what steel are you What's going that? oh abl Sweet. for now fucking dope. I'm, i might do some magnet cut later i'm fine um, with abl but yeah i, 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 <laughs> I love that yeah I mean, to me that's it's a good steel you know it is it's e- easy to sharpen it's stain uh stain resistant and um you know it's it's just it's good overall yeah. It's well balanced, kind of like it falls in that same category as a uh, CPM one fifty four. Now I think Magna Cut's a great steel too. Um, yeah, I can't but, wait to uh, it. Yeah, I'll probably do some kitchen eyes out of that maybe later on. the The biggest issue that um, I had was just yeah, I've heard a lot of people it, are so. unable to get it at the moment. Period. Yeah, I've, it's. I mean, it's the most popular steel right now. I wouldn't be surprised if eventually that gets phased in as, you know, one of the go to. It'd be nice to see that happen, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, the steel properties on it are pretty awesome. It's got yeah. uh, uh, a lot of uh, things that the uh, other stainless stone. I think he has more vanadium in there uh, than others, which is uh, very good for wear resistance. But yeah. uh, you commonly don't see that in the stainless, so it's cool. Good yeah, steel. it's super neat. So keep an eye out for that. And if you guys are ex- uh, if you guys are interested in something like that, just check out uh, Adam, as we've said before. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Behind the Edge podcast with our first guest in a long, long, long time. Uh, we're going to try to keep up the work. Feel free to email us at behindtheedgepod at gmail.com and then also just shoot us a message um, whenever. We we enjoy talking to you guys. We enjoy making content. Except you, Mercon. And we're... Except Mercon, uh, we're gonna get a sticker dedicated specifically to you. Um, Son of a that's bitch. That's gonna be a thing we're doing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so more we got more plans coming along. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys had a good time, uh, and we hope to make more content for you guys. Talk to you guys. Thanks, soon. guys. Uh, see ya. Fucking idiots. <laughs>